The following audio drama is rated R for rockin'. You can be sure that everything you wanted to see when you're a teenager is here. Just tantalizingly out of reach if you're under 17 or 18 years old. This is Elliot Summerfield, writer and director on The Way Station, which is about the crew of orbital way station Concord discovering a strange celestial object that threatens to enmesh them all. Armed with the recordings of the events, Federal Agent Hannah Dahl scours the audio logs of the crew in search of the truth behind the station's mysterious destruction. This is episode 5, titled Monica. In the previous episodes, the crew, under orders by Administrator Avil Toporov, have recovered a glowing red meteorite from the wormhole they are orbiting, which is being examined by a civilian physicist, Professor Takara Yoshida. Engineer George Armitage was severely lacerated while cutting into the meteorite and then mysteriously fell into a comatose state. His friend and fellow engineer Jack Hatcher discovered an exact copy of Armitage wandering the engines of Concord, whilst the meteorite becomes brighter in its mysterious red glow. Assistant Medical Officer Dr. Laura Scannell examines the duplicate, finding it exactly the same as Armitage, but a complete blank slate in both personality and speech. Believing that the duplicate and meteorite are linked and that Armitage is dying from this strange process, Hatcher schemes with fellow engineer Edith Thoreau and security guard Rosie Bridger to kill the duplicate, but are foiled by head of security Ramsey Tilson and security guard Mitch Wheeler, saving Scannell and head medical officer Dr. Mona Brown. Charged with mutinous designs and attempted murder by Toporov and Tilson, Hatcher and Bridger await deportation from the station, whilst Thoreau has not been implicated in the plan. Armitage dies from a stroke shortly afterwards. Agent Dahl, still investigating the events on Concord several months prior, discovers a dark conspiracy concerning Concord's operating company Lockhart Reed and eco-terrorist group The Protesters, with both groups having supposed interest in the meteorite, and its alien properties. Thank you for listening. This is the fifth session in the ongoing investigation of the events surrounding the destruction of Lockhart Reed-owned orbital station Concord position near the wormhole designated I-87. The station lost communications on the 17th of March, when the next ship came through I-87 on the 23rd after a lengthy wait for a wormhole storm to dissipate. They found the station destroyed from an explosion believed to have originated from its engines. Very little physical evidence remains, and all onboard personnel are presumed dead. The way station.
continuing from the previous session. The crew prevented one of their own, engineer Jack Hatcher, from killing the duplicate of George Armitage. Armitage himself died of a stroke later that same day. Hatcher and his conspirator, security guard Rosie Bridger, are awaiting to be removed from the station, after the wormhole storm dissipates. The first recording for this session comes from the CR device belonging to security guard Mitch Wheeler, who was guarding Hatcher and Bridger whilst they were imprisoned in one of the crew's quarters during the morning of the 17th. Morning. Hey, Mitch. Grub for the prisoners. Such as it is for people like you, Hatcher. <laughs> yeah. So what is this crap? Fiber block with a protein wafer, can of water, and a little carbo sauce thrown in. Bon appetit. Yeah, looks like actual crap. That's because it mostly is. Bridger, you're eating first. Fine. Jeez. Now I know how so many felt. What do you mean? The ones we arrested back on Corridolis. During the protests. Uh-huh. I'm sorry about Armitage, Jack. Fuck off. Oh, fuck. You all right? <laughs> Obviously not. Piece of the can cut me. <sighs> right. I'll get a plaster from the ward once you've both finished. Okay, thanks. Wormhole Storm still hasn't let up. Might last the week. <laughs> yeah. What? If you think it'll let up. Roger, shave it. Just stating the obvious. If I had to guess, I think our red friend up there has something to do with it. You think you can scare me with your paranoid crap, Hatcher? You might not like the taste of a pistol whip on your mouth. He was just scared, Mitch. And with Armitage... Well, there's still the other Armitage. <laughs> that thing isn't... George. Sit down. Now. Hatcher? Do it. You done? Mm-hmm. Rosie, hands. Are you done? Yeah. I'm done. Eat. Before you drop. Tilson? Oh, oh uh, hey. Thought you were Tilson. Sorry for startling you. How are they? Doing fine. I need to watch him, so. Yes, sorry again. No, it's fine. See ya. Oh, <laughs> uh, were you hungry then? You should have seen him. <laughs> uh, all right. The next recording comes from Concord's administrator, Avil Toprov, made later in the morning. Also present are Professor Takara Yoshida, Head of Security, Ramsey Tilson, and Head of Engineering, Freya Jago. All right, we're recording. Proceed, Professor. <clears throat> You asked me to make a daily report on my findings. 
and to the best of my abilities, as well as the equipment now is allowed, I've found very little other than what I already know. Good opening. Tilsen, please. Continue. I know more about the, um, the shell, as I previously put it, besides being primarily carbon-based. Specifically, it's a stony iron meteorite, composed of metal and silicate elements. Silica? Mostly crystals. Tiny. Barely noticeable. I have a working theory it is what we saw when it came out of the wormhole. The crystals reflecting the light inside it. Only just a theory, of course, but with the carbon-based material of the shell, I'd say it most resembles shungite. Which is? Well, simply put, it's a mineraloid that's more than 98% carbon, but also indicates that this meteorite originated not from collisions like other meteorites, but rather was part of a celestial body originally, like a planet. How did you come to that conclusion? Shungite forms only in a natural setting. It's a mineraloid. So what you're saying is... The meteorite isn't a meteorite, but rather a lump of rock. Generally, yes. Um, there was one other detail from the shell I noticed. It was when I was determining the chemical materials it was composed of. I found something else. I thought that the meteorite, or rather object, was completely asymmetrical and it held no discernible patterns consistent with most celestial objects. But I found eight points on its surface. These areas were unique in that they correlated with each other's position. Professor, get to the point. From the points, it looked like something had previously held it in place. Eight points. Almost like holes. You're saying that something held that meteorite aloft? Like, uh, I don't know, spikes, poles, what? Your guess is as good as mine. Well then, anything else? Yes, sir. One last thing. Get rid of the meteorite. Remove it from Concord. Now. We discussed this already. We have to study it by protocol, by regulations. Would you have me disobey my orders? And how long do regulations say we study an unidentified object? 24 hours, provided it does no unusual behaviors or actions. Guess we can take that off. Tilson, you know this as well as I do. I understand why you want to remove it. Believe me, I do, Professor. But my hands are tied. Sir, sorry. But I think Professor Yoshida has a point. I'm not saying I agree with anyone opposed to you, but what gain can we get from studying this thing? Regulations, Jago. Don't forget. I'm not one to forget regulations, Toporov. But we haven't reported this discovery, have we? Unless we sent out messages detailing it, which I highly doubt considering you ordered the crew not to do such a thing. Yes, So but... I think it's worth considering... Sorry, but it's important not to forget about Armitage, sir. He had no problems with his health when he came on board, but he died yesterday. Now... Forgive me for saying this, sir, but I think we don't have an obligation to keep that thing on this station any longer. Ignoring the... our visitor. We know that the meteorites cut up Armitage's arm. Nearly two days later, he dies. 
I think we can finally pass up regulation when the safety of our crew is at risk. Sir. The safety of the crew, Jago, is something I take very seriously. As everyone in this room knows full well. Now, if we want to remove the meteorite off the station, you can go right ahead, Jago. But you'll be joining Hatcher and Bridger soon enough. And I'm sure the company can give us another head of engineering in due course. For goodness sake, answer it, Professor. Quickly. Professor? Ricky? What is it? told me to stay in the cafeteria while you were out. What happened? There's another one. In the cafeteria. What? What do you mean? Tilson's with you as well, right? Yes, I am, Ricky. What's going on? Yes, I am. Ricky. What's going on? Ricky, stay down there. We're coming. The next recording was taken on the CR device of Dr. Laura Scannell. Whilst other CR devices were in operation during and around this recording, I have decided to focus solely on Dr. Scannell's recording due to it chiefly being less damaged than the other recordings, as well as her position throughout the subsequent events. For the benefit of context, the other recordings depicted Toprov, Yoshida, Tilson, and Jago arriving in the cafeteria, finding Engineer Kelson Ricky and a duplicate of Tilson, and of security guard Bridger. By the time Dr. Scannell enters the cafeteria, Tilson has her bolt pistol trained on the two duplicates, who are sat down at one of the tables. This next recording took place in Concord's cafeteria, around ten minutes after the previous. This better be quick. I don't... Christ, the top of our Let me huh? think. Tilson. Bridger? It's not Bridger. It's not Bridger. Was zur Hölle? I'm... Right. Scannell, put him with them. Right. Brown, um, if you would. Come on. You want me to... Sit down. Yes, just give it a Sit go. down. Quickly. What do Sit we do with them? Down. That's it. Throw them out of the airlock. Throw them Air Shut up! Tilson, cool it. You're telling me to cool it when I'm seeing... Do you have any fucking explanations then? One moment. Not you. Yes, you. You're the expert. I don't know how it works. I barely comprehend how... Armitage got his duplicate when he stuck his arm in that rock. I didn't do that. So how the fuck am I seeing this right here, right now? Tilson, for God's sake, calm down. Calm down. I <sighs> We kind of silent. They're identical. Completely identical. I don't understand this, sir. I thought that the Armitage one was just, I don't know, a fluke? But this... Wait. Tilson, your hand. What about it? Hatcher, he cut it. But your copy, your duplicate. What the fuck does that mean? What the fuck? Fuck does that mean? Shut up! calm down! I am calm, just... <sighs> Fuck! Get Wheeler down here. What? Why? If we're going to throw these things out, we're going to need all the help we can get. You're serious? Look, 
No one other than us knows about this. I say we dispose of but them. But they're alive! They're speaking! Alive? Fucking hell. You... you said it yourself, Doctor. They just copy. Tilson... No, we can't do this. Scanner, quiet. No, if we do That's this... That's enough! You're forgetting your place, Laura. Tilson... On it. Look, we have to do this. There's two more of these things. We don't know what they are, what they can do, what they can do to us. My priority is Concord being safe and not housing these things. That's all that's left of Armitage. You're suggesting... All that's left of Armitage is a body that's floating outside in the void scanner. That copy is not him. All he does is just copy what you do and say. And that's cause enough to just dispose of them and kill them. What is your alternative, Doctor? We could just keep them here. They're not doing any harm. There are rations to think of as well. We'll ship them off with Hatcher and Bridger when a ship comes. Toporov, you said it wouldn't be long until that storm goes, right? It's been long enough for that fluctuation storm to go, but it still hasn't. I'm sorry, Doctor, but with these arrivals... I can't risk it. Let's go. Ricky, help me with this. All right. Stay still. I said, stay still. Stay still. Thoreau's there. She's, uh... Rosie? Rosie. Mitch. She recognized you. There's a copy of her? When did this happen? This morning. We're getting him off the station now. The sooner the better, I think. Doing what Hatcher and Bridger wanted to do. Zip it, Mitch. Get the Armitage copy up. Just be gentle with them. We shouldn't do this. Your opinion is noted, no. Dr. Scanner. This isn't right. Your opinion is also noted. Step back, Professor. For goodness sake, let them do their job. We'll take the Armitage one first. Jago, head down to the airlock. Get it prepped for depressurization. Right. Please, let us just reconsider what we're doing here. Um, Throw. what are you doing here? You were told to. What is she? Something. Oh, fuck. Hey, boss. Hatcher. It's me. Rosie, put it Bridget, give me it. No, don't. No. God, everyone get down. down. This he is for him. Hatcher, ah! oh, 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 my God. What have you done? Ah! What's wrong? Can't you hear it? Noise. 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 Including the duplicate of George Armitage, ma'am? If you must. Three. 
all from bolt wounds. The duplicate of George Armitage was killed by Jack Hatcher. Concord Head of Security Ramsey Tilson was killed by her own duplicate. Concord Head Medical Officer Dr. Mona Brown was killed by the duplicate of Rosie Bridger. Due to the sensitive nature of this investigation from this recording, I'm putting it under Tier 9 security. You and your team, doll, are the only people permitted to know what happened on Concord, besides myself and the governor. Understood, ma'am. What happened with the meteorite in that recording? My team and I have little understanding of what was happening. Although Professor Yoshida mentioned that the inside light was glowing, from the recording I could discern the meteorite was doing no such thing. Neither could the noise Tilson and Bridger heard before the killings be heard in this recording. Save for that brief interruption of static. Yes, ma'am. Have your team encrypt everything for the Tier 9 measures. Consider it done, ma'am. Good. Any luck finding that Hal Barrick your caller mentioned? We're still searching, ma'am. Let me know when you find him. Having one less protester is good news at any rate. Yes, ma'am. Uh, um, one more thing, ma'am. I was... Yes, I'm sorry about the apartment security we spared for you, but I think with the lack of response No, from... uh, sorry, ma'am. I was asking if Dispatch had found anything about Professor Asado. If I had, I would have told you by now, Agent Dahl. Yes, ma'am. Of course, ma'am. Fifth session of Concord Investigation concluded. Agent Hannah Dahl, SI 1.2, signing out. Nicole Tuttle as Hannah Dahl. Daphne Nitsuga as Professor Takara Yoshida. Elizabeth Plant as Dr. Laura Scannell. Odd Andrews as Mitch Wheeler. Binar as Kelson Ricky. Zach Cipriano as Jack Hatcher. Saito Kabiyama as Avel Toparov. Catherine Ann Brasto as Edith Thoreau. Adigail Stewart as Rosie Bridger. Kessie Rudaniki as Dr. Mona Brown. Eleanor Anwin as Freya Jago. Aaron B. Lillis as Ramsey Tilson. Mike Joseph as George Armitage. Meredith Lisa Jones as Superior. Written and directed by Elliot Summerfield. Additional mixing by Catherine Stanley. The Way Station, composed and performed by Detinta Shimizo. Cover art by Paul Ignacio. A Wired Cowslip Podcast.